Welcome to the Marketing Millennials, the No BS Marketing Podcast. I'm Daniel Murray, and join me for unfiltered conversations with the brains behind marketing's coolest companies. The one request I tell our guests, stories or it didn't happen. Get ready to turn the f*** up. So today's episode is going to be a little bit of different format than usual. Early this week, I was a guest on Jackie Ermis' podcast, The Art of Entrepreneurship, where I talked about my own journey of developing an audience for the marketing millennials and how I grew on my various social media channels. I had a blast talking to Jackie, and I hope you'll enjoy listening to my end. And if you aren't following Jackie's podcast already, I highly recommend you check it out. She gives some fantastic interviews and tips on growing your business from scratch based on mistakes she's made growing her seven-figure company. So be sure to give her a follow by the links in my show notes. All right, let's get into it. Hello, and get ready for a freaking awesome episode today. I am really pumped because I already had the conversation and now I'm recording this intro. But I'm talking to Daniel Murray today, and he is the founder of The Marketing Millennials. You know those pages that every time you open LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, whatever platform you're on, you see their content first? Well, The Marketing Millennials is one of those, and I am so grateful to Daniel for coming and dropping his knowledge. We talk about LinkedIn company pages, which is something that people think are hard to grow, but according to Daniel, they actually aren't that hard, and you should hear his really interesting thought process on why. And then, of course, I had to get into the how-to on cross-platform growth, how to manage content, and all the tips and tricks. Enjoy. Hey, Daniel, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I mean, I feel like we've been following each other on LinkedIn for years now and finally get to speak, I guess, virtually face-to-face. It's been really freaking cool to watch you grow across all of the socials. You're one of those rare people that it seems like you've figured out the growth code on many different platforms. Did you get started in one place or did you take them all on at the same time? At Like, how did you decide where to get started? The mistake that people make is going all in on too many platforms at once. What I did was first figure out LinkedIn. Actually, I figured out my personal page first. And then I needed another place to promote podcast content. So actually, then I went to podcasting, then I went to LinkedIn page. So I I was trying to figure out each platform first, because I think you have to get something 100% and understand that platform 100% before you go into the next platform. So once I figured out LinkedIn personal, then I was like, okay, let me figure out podcasting, then podcasting to LinkedIn company page, then going to Twitter, then going to Instagram. But it was more like six months on each platform before I even decided to even hop over to another platform. Smart. And I love that because it supports my advice that I set up in the intro to this social series that I'm doing, which is don't do them all at the same time. I, in 20, like 2020 through now, took on LinkedIn, of course, and then started on TikTok and did some stuff on Instagram and launched a course and started a podcast. And then I had, oh, and I had a weekly newsletter and I had to go and like 
stop a bunch of that because I got freaking burnt out. It's not possible to do that, run a company, be a parent, yada, yada. You know, I was like, oh, I can have it all and I can do it all. I was not wrong, but I did not approach it correctly. I think if you figure out a couple of platforms and you've created enough content, then eventually you can hire people to help you repurpose those content. And I think that's also a mistake lots of people make is once you can, you've produced a lot of your own content, a lot of them you can backfill and start making mm-hmm. them on other platforms. So I think first you have to do it yourself and then you can start hiring out. But also if you don't know how to do it yourself, you should hire someone to at least help you get started to do that type of thing. For sure. I hired someone to help me get started on LinkedIn and I've actually rehired him like three times as I'm like the algorithm change or, you know, different things help me figure this out. And he's the one that's always trying to get me to reuse content where I'm always preaching reuse, redistribute. Yet I don't always want to reuse the the long stories and whatnot. So, you know, I need to practice what I preach for sure. Um, Talk to me about how you produce the amount of content that you do. Like I said, I see you on LinkedIn. I see you growing a company page and the Marketing Millennials has 622,000 followers at the time of recording, which is incredible. I see you on Twitter, on Instagram. You're writing a popular newsletter. How do you create all of that? And a second question is how much of that is original versus repurposed versus stuff that has gone kind of viral elsewhere that you're using? For producing content and people miss this part, you have to consume a bunch of content. And that's what why I started a podcast in the beginning, just because I was running out of things in my regular job or I wasn't consuming enough podcasts or I wasn't consuming, but I found the best way for me to produce a lot of content were conversations with other great marketers. The first step I always do is consume a lot of marketing content because that's the space I'm in. That's what I want to do. And that's where I figure out a lot of my ideas. But the way I started approaching things is you have to have a pillar platform. So I think for me, when I started, LinkedIn was my pillar platform. So I would produce all the content for LinkedIn. Then I would figure out what is the best content that performed on LinkedIn that I can repurpose on Twitter or I can take on another page. When I first started the company page was a lot of just curating and people forget that there's two things in creating content. You can either be an original creator or a repurposer. And there's the need for both. It's like having Amazon and Nordstrom versus like an Apple store and having one's great at creating products, one's great at curating products. So I started being a very big curator. It's not until six months ago that I started just posting original memes and stuff like that because there wasn't people creating enough marketing content out there. So I had to fill the gap of that. But I already had a bunch of things in my swipe pile that I have that I can go back and start taking that. And also creating a lot of content. I know now what resonates with my audience. So I can go back to the 10 or 12 or 20 topics that I know will always hit with my audience. And you just use different memes or different ways of structuring the post that I know will hit with my audience. Absolutely. Do you automate or are you posting everything native to different platforms? LinkedIn native, because I haven't found a way to like for the algorithm to hit without doing native. Twitter, you can schedule and the algorithm will pick up and be great. Instagram's the same way because 
those algorithms are pretty well at seeing who's following who. And if you're following that person, we'll pick it up. LinkedIn, since it's based on following and connections and a lot of your connections aren't in your target audience, it's hard to not post natively and get picked up by the algorithm. So LinkedIn's the only one I actually don't schedule out. But I also think there's two ways of thinking. There's like evergreen things that you schedule out. And then there's things that you just have to be pretty proactive about. Like when events come out or a funny meme is trending or a topic is trending, you have to be pretty agile and hopping on those trends if you want to catch the algorithm for those things in your, in your topic. So I think there's evergreen and there's, you have to also be prepared to move fast in social. Let's get into your LinkedIn company page for marketing millennials. The number of followers that you have there is incredible. And from an outsider's perspective, it really seems to be largely fueled by morality. And you have thousands thousands of interactions on every single post with very few exceptions. I made a comment before we started recording that it's hard to grow LinkedIn company pages, or at least that's the perception. And you said it actually isn't as hard as as people think it is. Tell me about that and how is your strategy different where you're able to grow at the rate that you are? The reason I said it's not as hard as people think it is because the reason that people are throttled or can grow as fast on company pages. I don't think sometimes it won't be as hard to grow as fast as that I did. I don't even know. Sometimes I don't even know how it happened for me, (laughs) but I do think the problem is a lot of people don't treat a company page like it's a personal page, like it's a spot where this is a place for your audience to consume the most amount of content about something in your topic. So I treat mine as I like to say a group chat of my marketing friends. So every time I post, I'm like, would I send this to a group chat to my marketing friends? Yes or no. If that the answer is yes, I post it. So I think of it as like this big group chat of, I want to share this with my marketing friends. Let me go put it. Instead of thinking of it as, hey, this is a company page. I need to, th- to talk about myself. I need to talk about my podcast. I need to talk about what we're doing. I also have the luxury of not being in a company where you have all that red tape that you have to post things about hiring and stuff like that, which is a little harder I get, but I still think you can have the mentality of not treating it like a ticker of what's going on in your company and making it for the best resource in your industry or for that and profession you're trying to target. Once you start thinking of that mindset, it gets really easier because you just start creating relevant content for your audience and stop thinking about it for yourself. For the marketing millennials, that's how I thought. At first, I was posting stuff about my podcast, and I quickly realized the posts that were doing well were just quick tips, advice for marketers that are very relevant, that had had traction on other platforms before, and they seemed to catch the algorithm every single time I did that. Because once it's tried and true on other platforms or you've tested it yourself, Usually those ideas will keep going. And a lot of people forget that the part that people will remember what you posted yesterday or 10 days ago. I bet if you came to me and said, Daniel, what did I post on like March 1st? I wouldn't know, but I would know like some of the topics you've been talking about and some of the the things that hit me as a person. So a lot of people forget that as you grow your audience, you're adding net new people to your audience. So they, you still haven't introduced yourself again and again to these new people. So you have to keep reading. Sometimes 
the post isn't for your current followers, it's for your new followers. So you have to play the balance of what's new for your current followers, what's new for your new followers and play that balance as well. I know that was a little long-winded, but that's how I think about it. No, it was perfect. And I love that it's not necessarily a system or a strategy, but it's a mentality shift. And that is honestly an answer I don't think I've ever heard on any of these podcasts for the social series or anything else. So that's amazing. So the meme topic. Most companies would never, like a corporation, there are some that get fun, like Slim Jim is freaking awesome on Instagram. I swear to God, their their comments on everything are always one of the most liked comments. I mean, there are lots of company pages that do go there, but most of the B2B and super corporate brands on LinkedIn do not. Why should they be doing things like trying memes or trying to be funny or jumping on other social trends. I think I would, one, take a step back and also say that sometimes that isn't meant for everybody, but I think whatever a meme or stuff being funny for your brand is should always go back to like, what is the core of your brand values, your brand principles and whatever you're doing that. And you don't have to hop on every trend. You don't have to hop that. But if that trend or that meme aligns with the current thing that you truly believe or current topic you truly believe, then you start hopping on that. The reason why I think memes work in general, or let's say tweet posts or stuff like memes in general, one, that's just the language of the internet. If you go on Facebook or you go on your Instagram DMs, I bet you a lot of the posts that your friends are sending you are memes, short form videos and stuff like that. So if you think of it like that, what do people share? People share memes, people share funny, quick posts, people share things that are relatable to them. People share something that is educational to them. People share something that they learn something new that they want feel great to their friends to share that they learn something new. So when you're creating content, you have to think about it in that way. Like what would be shared with my audience, what what would make them excited? That's why I think the mentality of sharing, like I think about thinking of it as a group chat with my marketing friends is if I'm sharing this meme and I'm excited to share this meme, there's probably some people in my audience who feel the exact same way as me that want to go share that meme with a bunch of other people. So I think a lot of companies forget what they're like in their personal life. Their personal life, they are sharing memes with their friends, family, they're sharing TikToks with their friends, family. They're sharing YouTube videos with their friends, family. They're not sharing infographics with their friends and family. They're not sharing webinars with their friends or family. They're not sharing, hey, this person got hired unless that, that it was their person's friend yeah. of that person. So you have to think, what is your goal of that social person? If you're trying to be just a place for people to stumble upon and get some information and then leave and not follow, then you can create a page that has that type of information where, hey, we're hiring this or we're culture fit or blah, blah, blah. But if you're trying to create a grow a following or get things that shared or get things that people want to be excited to follow, you have to do things that are for them, that's relevant to them, that what they would share, what makes them smarter or better at their job or gives them a laugh. One thing that I've mentality I've gotten, someone said this to me and I've kept this for a couple, a year or so now is someone said, the marketing millennials is a good break in the LinkedIn feed. So my whole thing mentality is like, 
if I can give a marketer a break from all the noise on LinkedIn and it just gives them a laugh during their hard work day or something like that, then I've succeeded on the company page. Um, I love that. So if it's a break or a, just a source of inspiration or something like that, that's how I think about it. But I, that's my goal for the page. If it's not your goal, it all goes back to like what you're trying to achieve with that company page. And then you work backwards with this strategy on how to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I feel like I've learned a ton while talking to you. And we did talk about a lot of different topics today. If there is one takeaway, one thing that you said is the most important, what is it? Yeah, I think the most important thing I said is create content for your audience that is either relevant, entertaining, engaging, inspirational for them. Forget about yourself. You're not writing a journal. You're creating content for your audience. If you're writing a journal, then you're just not going to grow a following. And if that's your goal, that's your goal. So mm-hmm. unless you're just a great journal writer and it's actually very relevant to your audience, it's not going to catch steam. So that's the one takeaway I would give to people. For sure. I love that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. And for everyone listening, if you got value out of this podcast, I think you know that the only way we grow is by you sharing it. So share it with just one person that will get their own value out of this podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Keep tuning in to hear more great insights from the coolest marketers from around the world. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and follow the Marketing Millennials podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, I would greatly appreciate you giving us a five-star rating. It helps bring more marketers into our community. 